Hi, I'm Gail. And hi, I'm Catherine. Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our award-winning weekly podcast. Please join or visit womenover70.com and join our Aging Reimagined Circle, our sustaining membership fund, so we may continue to inspire women to age with curiosity, courage, and creativity. Aging Reimagined Circle also hosts probing discussions each month. So visit our upcoming events at womenover70.com and join today. And we're pleased to welcome to the studio today, Allura Janet Adelson, who just turned 71. She is a healer and a coach and works with women over 50 who have limiting beliefs. I first met Allura in 2019 at a conference run by my son. She lives in Vero Beach, Florida, is divorced, and has several different stories to share with us. Allura's son was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 13, and after a valiant fight, he died just before his 21st birthday. Her brother died on her son's 18th birthday, and when she visited his home, someone asked her if she was the older sister. She became quite insulted and decided she was losing herself in the battle to save her son. Allura is author of Let Your Goddess Shine Through, Discovering the Remarkable Being You Truly Are. So welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, Allura. I can't Thank imagine. You. I can't imagine how difficult it was to lose both your brother and your son. So are you able to share some of that journey with us? Oh, absolutely. And thank you, Gail. Thank you, Catherine, for having me on. You're welcome. It was such such an interesting thing to, to live through. Of course, going chronologically, the first, well, the first thing that happened was that my son, when he was 13, was diagnosed with cancer. And this was a big surprise to all of us. And at the time, I was in a family of four with the, the traditional husband and two sons, and Jeffrey was the oldest. We never worried for Jeffrey's life during this. It was osteosarcoma, bone cancer, just under his right knee. We always knew he would make it through. And of course, he did. We did a lot of alternative healing things as well as traditional. He had chemo. He had other doctor-recommended treatments and spent a lot of time in the hospital. But he did make it through. It, it lasted for this bout with cancer. It lasted for the length of a whole school year, his seventh grade year. We actually had six years of him being cancer-free before his second mm -hmm. diagnosis. But of course, as part of that journey, his my brother, his uncle Ken, died on Jeffrey's 18th birthday. And I, I am a firm believer that there is no coincidence in life. And I, I'm sure it's all intercon interconnected in ways that I cannot fathom. But we went through that and yeah, losing my brother was a, such a huge one. I, he was only 51 at the time that he died. And I knew what he was going through was very serious. He, he also had been through two bouts with cancer in his life. And the first time 
he went through non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, his heart was damaged by the radiation mm -hmm. that he had to have. Mm -hmm. And between the cancer treatments he received the second time and the weakness of his heart, it was just, it, there was just no way out for him. Mm -hmm. But losing him was a huge blow. Anyone who has a sibling knows that it's, it's just very hard. And then when Jeffrey was diagnosed again, when he was, he was 19 at the time of his second diagnosis. And at that point, because he was legally an adult, he chose not to have the regular traditional doctor's recommended treatments the prognosis they gave him was so horrendous it was they told him that he he could extend his life by two to six months if he had radiation so he decided that that was not worth it and I, we did a lot of alternative treatments for that and he lasted for a year after his initial diagnosis which was better than the doctors had recommended with treatment mm. but yes and that just that just broke everything oh. no problem uh, it just broke everything because at that point what happened is is my husband told me he wanted a divorce and i mean he told me that before jeffrey passed but we waited to do anything about it until Jeffrey's situation was resolved. So I had, wow. I had just, oh, everything in my life changed. It was a whirlwind in the worst possible sense. And I had a choice at that point. I could have, I could have taken the, the bitter route and denounced everyone and everything associated with the whole situation but I didn't. I chose to view everything positively, thinking that this was the best possible thing that could happen in ways that I could not understand. And I chose to go on and think positively about all of that. And that was definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. It was not a straight line from, from there to here by any means. I am sure, my goodness. You, you, uh, you know, I've, I've heard it said that when you think you're as far down as you can go, there's always further to go. And so Sometimes. that, yes, that is what yes. the situation was. Laura, can you give an example of um, a, 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 the positive spin that you put on these sort of tragic events in your life? It's easiest for me to give positive examples about my marriage ending, mm -hmm. because even now it's much more difficult with losing my son. Mm -hmm. But I chose to believe that, that there was something better in store for me and that I could grow and uh, evolve into something even more magnificent than I already was. And at times it was very difficult to believe that I was magnificent at all. But that was that was the major 
thrust of, of what I was feeling with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to get into the positive thoughts of losing my son because that that was an ordeal. And it's something that stays with you, of course, forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have all of this in common. There were three of us in the family with my younger son, Eli, and and husband at the time, David, and me. And we have this bond of shared experience Mm -hmm. even if it was an experience that we don't want to have Mm -hmm. and I I felt it actually even more acutely for my son Eli because he not only lost his brother but he lost his family everything just disintegrated for him that's not an easy time but we We've made it through, and the positive outlook on everything has made such an enormous difference. Mm-hmm. It's kept me sane, really. Mm-hmm. When when is it that you started to write your book? That happened much later. It was later. Mm-hmm. I started doing things with healing, even when my son, my oldest son, Jeffrey, was sick the last time, and I was able to do some things to help him be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I continue to produce and make healing products. And later I got into one-on-one healing with people as I learned more, because the healing aspect was something that was new to me. I uh, I had been a meditation teacher for, at the time of Jeffrey's passing, it was about 35 years. Mm-hmm. So it was probably built into me at that point to want to be more positive. But it wasn't until actually the pandemic that I wrote my book. Mm. During lockdown, it was early lockdown when everyone was just kind of finding their feet and not knowing which way to go. It just came to me. And I know that you're not on video, but this is my book is let yes. your goddess shine through. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of it just came to me, just the, the sections I would have in the book and different things to say in the book. And I don't credit myself with doing it as much as I credit the higher powers for helping me to be able to do it, to write the book. And of course I did the grunt work, and uh, was able to edit what we had and put it into a form that worked as a book. But early lockdown was when all of that started to happen. I had had a part-time job at that point, which I actually still have on the weekends, but that ended, of course. And I, I, was, I was seeing a few clients online and that didn't change. But I had free time open up. And with the free time and the inspiration that came, I was able to put it all down mm-hmm. and to get it out there. Tell us a little bit about the book. Mm-hmm. I think, I believe that every woman, every man, every person, but I'm talking to primarily women here, every woman has within something amazing and special. I believe you come into the world with it 
and whatever your feelings on a reincarnation and uh, what our soul is, I believe that it came within us as we were born and developed from there. And in this world, it's so easy to get off course. We have experiences like I went through, and my experience is not unique. There are so many women who have been through divorce, so many women who have lost a child and other people who are close to them. And the, all the little hurts pile up mm -hmm. and pile up on top of us. And I think I see it as just junk piling up on top of a big diamond within us. And it's impossible in many cases to see beyond the junk. That's why we have so many people in the world who have a more negative viewpoint. But as a healer and a coach, I like to be able to sift out or to sweep away whatever analogy you want to use the junk that's lying on top of this diamond within us so that we can shine through, as my book says. Mm -hmm. So the book lists, it goes into, well, it goes into a lot of different things. It goes into my history as it relates to the different points that I'm bringing out. My take on what a goddess is and I look at even traditional goddesses from different traditions throughout the world. Uh, traditions like the Vedic tradition, they have a lot of goddesses in the Vedic tradition and in Greek goddesses and Roman goddesses and things like that. And I do little mini profiles on different goddesses. <laughs> it, and I also, because I am a healer, I give a healing exercise as part of every chapter in the book to help us to open up those qualities within us, open up our hearts, and to be able to sift through all the junk to get to the treasure beneath. Could you give us an example of a healing exercise? I can. Let me see. Let's. Um, shall I do it for everybody? That would be wonderful, yes. Okay. All right. Then let's close our eyes for just a moment. And those of you at home can close your eyes or not as you feel. And at this point, I call upon the divine because this is what I do. And I ask for help in creating the best possible healing experience for everyone. And the first thing that we're going to do, and really because this is just a very small healing exercise, what we're going to do is to work on opening the heart. Now, in the middle of our chest, we have our heart center. Some people call it the heart chakra. Some people just call it the heart. It's not where the physical heart is. It's the energetic heart. And I ask you now, if you choose to participate, to simply breathe into your heart. And what I mean by this is to pretend there's a little nose right in the middle of your chest and pretend as if the breath is going directly into that nose, into the heart. And we know that the physical processes are not changed, but we just do this for the exercise. So we breathe into the heart, take a deep breath, <sighs> 
into the heart and let the breath go. And we breathe into the heart and we let the breath go. And we repeat the process, breathing into the heart, letting the breath go for as long as we like. I suggest doing this for maybe five minutes to start with. And what this does is it energetically enlivens the heart center. And when the heart center is enlivened, it has a chance to expand. And we don't want to make our physical heart bigger. It's nothing to do with the physical heart. It has everything to do with the energetic heart, the heart center. And breathing into the heart like this expands the heart. And as we expand the heart, it expands our capacity for love. It expands our capacity for growth because so much growth takes place within the heart. And for the purposes of today, we will just say thank you and end this exercise and take just a half a minute or so, because we only did this a short time, to allow your, your conscious awareness to come back into the room from where it's been in the heart, and then you can open your eyes. Thank you, Alora. That was, that was really wonderful. Oh, thank you. That actually is the basis of a lot of other exercises I do. I always start with that one. Uh -huh. Yeah, why? Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, how do you help other women to find themselves? I'm sure this is this type of meditation or exercise has a lot to do with the work that you do. It does. It does. I do. I don't call them meditations. I've done transcendental meditation for more than 50 years at this point. So that's my meditation. That's what I call my meditation. And what I do is a more of a uh, spiritual transformational exercise. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it. And other people call it different things. And that's great. And I do that a lot. There is a coaching element that I have along with the healing because a lot of people come in and they are concerned that, and I have what I call my ageless goddess coaching and healing system. A lot of people come in with particular things that they are working through, whether it's how they look, if they are not happy with the, the sags and the bags and the wrinkles that come quite naturally with aging, we can work on that. If somebody is saying, you know, even after all this time, I have a lot of self-doubt and I don't really feel like I'm worthy. Then we work on that. It's a very client-driven process. I give people what they are needing at the time. And if someone comes in with a, for instance, a, a limiting belief like, 
I'm not worthy. And I thought I would be. I thought I would feel really good about myself after all this time. Then we, of course, we say the words because words are powerful to help them know in that they are worthy. But saying the words by themselves, I don't believe, or I do believe it's incomplete. There is more that can be done. And so we'll do a transformational exercise to help shift things within. Because nobody wants in their minds to hold on to the thought that I am unworthy. But it's so deeply ingrained in some of us, and everybody has their own beliefs that they're contending with, that sometimes it takes a shifting within, with energy, bringing energy in to help facilitate the changes and to make them real and natural in a person's life. So I would imagine that that some people come, women come in, just to work with you and they're not that clear yet about what they need. And I'm wondering if that's part of the coaching then is to, um, to, to help surface some of those limiting beliefs. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you're right. A lot of people don't, don't have the clarity that it takes. And interestingly enough, there are transformational exercises we can do to help with clarity mm-hmm. as well. But we do want to do a exploration in going within to, to try to discern. We work from the outside and from the inside, both, to try to accomplish what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But yes, pe- people can come in from all different places. I have some people come in who love energy healing and they are just all about that and the transformational exercises. But other people could come in and they don't know much about that. They're not too comfortable with it. And we just start easily from where the individual is. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. So, So time has a way of moving so quickly. Oh, is it that time already? Wow. I'm curious, you just turned 71. Are you thinking about your own aging as it, you know, as it is going to come to you? Are you thinking about it at all? Oh, absolutely. It's already started coming. I am not (laughs) immune from any of this. (laughs) I just have particular tools that I use to be able to help in that regard. And yes, I have the sags and the bags and the wrinkles and I have different things going on in my physical system, different limiting beliefs come up mm-hmm. that I work with. But yes, it's not that I'm wondering how I'm going to handle things. It's that I'm handling things on a continual basis. <laughs> yes, very interesting. And so what's ahead for you? What are you thinking of doing? What's what's going to get your creative juices flowing? I would love to continue to work with more women who need support in these areas. And I would love to be able to do a lot of video work. I have been starting to do Facebook Lives, talking about different aspects that I teach or different aspects that are going on in my life that are related to what I'm teaching. 
And I have been actually getting together a signature talk to be able to present what I've got to more people. Mm-hmm. Really, what I would love to do is just get the word out to people who could use the support. Well, good for well, you. Please let us know when your signature talk is ready. Yes, I will. Yes, help to share that. I yes. will. Yes, I know. I've given webinars before, but yes, this is a, a remaking of mm-hmm. what I've been doing before. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. We wish you good luck with your book. Thank you. You're healing and coaching, and you are really uh, a model for someone who's been through so much and has been able to rise above it and keep their lives growing and and enriched. Thank you. You know, I do have a free gift if you are interested in presenting that. And I just offer anyone who might be even halfway interested to come and have a a free 30-minute banish your monsters, I call the the (laughs) monsters that come in, that keep you trapped session with me. And if you're interested in that, just email me at hello at agelessgoddesssystem.com and I'll help you arrange it. Hello at agelessgoddesssystem.com. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. And Thank where you. do we buy your book? You can buy the book on Amazon. Okay. And I actually do have a website for the book. It's called ThatYourGoddessShineThrough.com. And there are links there that you can use if you don't want to find it on Amazon. Wonderful. Thank uh, you. Thank All you right. so and much. Thank this you. This has been wonderful. And listeners, thank you for your loyalty. Because of you, our numbers are growing all across the country and overseas. Oh, this is a good thing. But still, we need more subscribers. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and wherever you find our podcast. And we'll see you next Wednesday.